Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and I'm really happy to be joined by uh, someone that uh, has been one of my favorite people to cover over the last several years, Serena Tutele, who you all know as Peanut, and uh, I know her that, as that as well. In fact, we joked earlier this year, Peanut, that like I can't even remember what your first name is, and you know because that's all I've ever known you as Peanut. But uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you for having me, Brian. It's a pleasure. You bet, and uh, you are now a former Buff, I guess technically, because uh, um, you know obviously you played women's basketball for the Buffs. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but um, you are taking your COVID year and uh, going back home. In fact, you're doing this from your house right now, but uh, you're going to play for the Cal Bears this yes. next year. So let's talk a little bit about some basketball and that. But let's start right there, and uh, you know, because I haven't really talked to you since that decision, other than I congratulated you on it. But um, talk about the decision to uh, go to Cal for this last year. I think one of the biggest factors of going to Cal was how close it is to home. Um, my family didn't get the opportunity to watch me a lot throughout my college years at CU. So I thought it was a perfect opportunity to, you know, seize and take advantage of um, just because how close it is from home. And then another reason is it's Cal Berkeley. You can't beat a degree from Cal Berkeley, yeah. um, especially a master's program. So um, those were probably the two deciding factors was family and education because you know, someday I'm going to hang up my shoes and I'm not going to be able to play anymore, but at least I have a strong um, education background where I can rely on for future um, professions that I am inter that I plan to do. So I know, I mean, you were a buff through and through. So is yeah. it going to be weird playing against Colorado this next year? Um, I don't think it's going to be weird. I'm just going to be really excited to see how far they come, what they've accomplished, um, the team that they're going to be, because, you know, like you said, I'm a buff through and through. And at the end of the day, I want the best for the program because um, I gave my all there and the veterans before me have given their all there. And, you know, we just want to see them succeed um, regardless of who I'm the other, the next Jersey I'm wearing. I still want the buffs to do the best they can and finish top of the pac 12s. But, you know, when I play them, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> They're not, not going to be my friends on the court, but obviously when the game's over, they're going to be my friends and my teammates I've had prior to coming to Cal. Yeah. Uh, and before we go on, I should mention, you know, we're going to talk about mental health uh, today as well. So that's one of the big reasons why we're doing this, because, uh, you know, that's something that's near and dear to your heart is, yeah. is that topic. So um, but uh, we're going to finish up some basketball here. Um, when you play against the buffs, you said they're not going to be your friends. Are you looking forward to somebody in particular going up against? Not not I don't, I don't know if you want to call anybody out, but I mean, these are these are uh, girls, a lot of them that you've gone up against in practice a lot. Quay and Charlotte, people yeah. like that. Um, I'm definitely excited to play against the post. You know, I play, I practiced with them my four years and I'm really excited to see Charlotte's coming um, because she didn't get to play last year because of the huge surgery that she got. But I'm really excited. The player she's going to become, the leader she's going to be, because she, even though she wasn't suited up last year, she was one of our vocal leaders that, um, you know, we needed. And so it's going to be a good singer on the court. And I'm also excited to see Quay and her development over the year because I've talked to her and I know her potential and I'm just super excited of the player she's going to become next year. So I'm excited to play the post group Jalen and Kendall don't be running so fast when I'm out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're kind of quick, aren't they? Uh, they're really quick and not <laughs> on the opposite side. It's going to be different, but you know, I'm, I'm excited to play all of them, but in particular my post group. Yeah. Uh, and I think Cal's a great spot for you. I mean, uh, looking at your history, you've always played very well at Haas Pavilion um, every time you guys have gone there. So that's kind of a natural fit. I don't know if it's because families in the, in the, the arena or what, but you've always played well there. And looking at their roster, I don't know it extremely well, but looking at it and just kind of watch them over the last couple of years, 
it seems like they could really use someone like you that is a veteran leader, right? I mean, they're kind of yeah. a young team that's uh, kind of where CU was when you started your career, uh, yeah. kind of down a little bit, and they, they sort of need some veteran leadership. Yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons why um, I decided to go to Cal because I saw the potential. I, be- I uh, believed in the coaches' blueprint and where they're going, and, you know, I've always been a, uh, a program rebuilder, not – already be in a program that's already good because I'm going to be satisfied and why not um, build programs for the future to come into. That's always been me. And so seeing Cal and their potential and their returning players, they, I think have almost everyone coming back. So it's a really strong core group. And I told the players when I met with them, like, I don't care the points I produce, the rebounding, the assists, whatever I do, I can, I'm coming here to be a vocal leader and to bring the group together and to play as a unit and to play as a team, because I know what it takes to win and to get to the tournament. Yeah. And then uh, that's a good transition to my other question, because that's what you were for Colorado. I mean, you produced some points of rebound, things like that, but um, you were a big part of that team this last year that gets to the NCAA tournament for the first time in nine years for this program. Uh, you know, we talked about it so much during, but now that you've had a time to reflect on it, um, how awesome was that experience for you? Uh, I'm, it was probably one of the best experiences in my entire life. There's nothing that has come close to it, like graduation and all the big like milestones I've hit. I think making it to the tournament is a true dream come true for me as a little girl. Because everyone, when they're little, playing basketball or any sport, they want to go to the NCAAs, make it to the big tournament. And to say that I did it with the group that I had, um, you know, I hold it very dear to my heart. And it's going to be something I tell stories for in the future to a lot of people because it's something I'm proud of um because they don't know what it took to get there and to actually talk about it and tell them all the tribulations and trials that my team have and I have been through and that we made it um you know it's just a huge accomplishment and I think that my team last year they should be very proud and carry that on yeah I mean you guys did go through uh, quite a bit um and you helped build that program you guys had some pretty good seasons the last couple of years I know uh, you know disappointment that COVID year you guys thought you were going to get to the NIT and it got canceled. And then you mm-hmm. did get the NIT and made a nice run uh, your junior year and then NCAA tournament. So um, how exciting was your four years at Colorado? I mean, were you, were you pleased with what you did in your career and kind of what the buffs did in your career? Yeah, I am incredibly proud of what I've done and especially the team. Um, we come a long way from my freshman year and you've known you've covered us since before I was there and to see the turnaround and to see everybody a hundred percent, committed and invested in what we need to do in order to succeed was eye-opening for me because it really is upon the team um, to adhere to the coaches' plans because the coaches know what it takes to win, but they're not the ones out there playing. It's us that has to commit ourselves and invest two feet in um, to the, the blueprint and, you know, the bumps, the ups and downs throughout the season. I think our team did that, and I'm incredibly proud. And, you know, I would, if I got asked the question – not so before I left, would I do it all over again? And I a hundred percent would do it all over again. Yeah. Well, it was, it was certainly quite a journey, uh, you know, and not an easy one. And, uh, and that's where, you know, I guess we'll use that as a transition to the, to the mental health topic because, um, and obviously mental health is bigger than, than athletics. I mean, everybody has, is dealing with mental health things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it, it's tough in athletics as well. And, you know, you guys uh, go through so much, um, the pandemic year had to be extremely difficult. I'm not sure even I understand even talking to all of you, but certainly a lot of people don't understand how difficult that was <laughs> getting up 
early in the morning to get tested, not knowing if you guys were even going to be able to practice or play games that day. I mean, there was, there was one time, Arizona, what's that? There's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, there was one day that Arizona state was in Boulder yep. ready to play a game that night and you know, something happened and it got canceled and they flew out. Mm-hmm. Cause they walked in with their uniforms. I'm like, do they not know the game's canceled? And then, but they went to lower gym and they started practicing. And I was like, Oh, like it's, it was just very unpredicted junior year for us. Like the COVID year, it was just a whirlwind of emotions that everyone probably faced. Yeah. And, and even before the COVID year began, you know, university of Colorado in athletics, uh, really started, you know, beefing up its resources for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, the student group Boulder Buffs began uh, before people even knew what COVID was. I mean, that that was a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And you've, I, I don't know how close you've been involved with that group, but can you talk about that, you know, the Boulder Buffs and kind of maybe where that, uh, you know, kind of how that's evolved over the last couple of years? I know it was a topic of discussion my freshman year, and then I think because I wasn't really connected with them. I talked to like the actual PHP people, the psycho, the psychologists that were provided by that sports. But they had a group with that was student athlete led. And what they did was I think they would meet every week and just address mental health problems and have open conversations about how you feel, which at the end of the day is very important because we don't have that space to talk about how we feel because we're always, you know, you got to be a top A student, you got to be on point on the court so there's never really a time to release any of that um stress or pressure that you're going through so I think the Boulder Buffs group they did um like we meetings at lunch and they just talked about you know the issues that need to be addressed what the team's going through how you're feeling which is important I think a lot more students should join um because we do at the end of the day need to start prioritizing our mental health yeah and it was one of your former teammates Kennedy Leonard who uh you know, was a, was really on, on the ground of that, uh, of building that up. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Tompkins from the soccer team was a big one as well. Yeah. yeah um, I remember Jalen. I think she started the group. Yeah. She and, was- and Kennedy was in the, in the beginning there as well, but, uh, but that group started, it had to be three, four years ago, I think it was, but um, was, I think it was like my second semester freshman year. Cause it was a talk topic that was in discussion. My first one, when I was first talking to the PHP that they're forming a group. And then I think they actually started doing it. Yeah, my second semester, but they started before COVID hit. And and obviously, you know, CU has put resources into it because it is important. And, um, you know, we're doing this because this is a topic that uh, you wanted to talk about, you know, because it's important to you. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of a lot more talk nationally about sort of destigmatizing uh, mental health. Right. And how important it is. And it's not just athletics, but um, I, I, I think it's important. Um, to have athletes talking about it because those are the people that seem to be the tough ones that you know you know I don't need it I don't need mental health help because you know I'm a big strong athlete right and so I think it helps when when athletes talk about it and helps destigmatize it because it shows you know maybe people that are in the background that aren't athletic and things like that that hey if they can talk about it and they're kind of famous athletes then I can talk about it right and I just think athletes have a very unique platform where we are able to advocate for mental health and, you know, talk about it openly, because like you said, a lot of people, there's a lot of eyes on us and we don't understand our voice and power until we realize it can change a lot of people's lives. And I think athletes need to continue to advocate for mental health because it's becoming more prevalent. 
Um, nowadays, a lot more athletes are speaking about it. Some athletes have unfortunately taken their life from mental health. And I just think, you know, it's a it's an issue that needs to be addressed, um, especially in like college athletics. I don't think a lot of people understand the rigorous um, the rigorous training and pressure that we have to uphold as a college athlete. Um, it's important in all realms of life. Like mental health needs to be addressed in workspaces, at home, uh, school. It just needs to be more taught and more awareness spread to it because everyone, like you said, push it, pushes it, pushes it, pushes it into who knows what happens next when it, all the buildup comes out. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned, you know, people, athletes have taken their lives from it. Um, it was uh, during the PAC 12 women's tournament that uh, Stanford goalkeeper, Katie Meyer, um, you know, she was found dead and, you know, and she killed herself and, you know, the Stanford women's basketball team really played for her. I remember during that tournament, you know, they were wearing uh, Stanford soccer shirts. Um, so I, I know, you know, they, I, I heard them talk about it. You not, being from Stanford though, I mean, you're in that situation at the Pac-12 tournament. How did that impact you and how did that impact uh, the buffs as you guys talked about it? Um, I just think we embraced each other a lot more and we showed a lot more care and love for one another because we don't know when our time's up or we don't know if like the person next to us is going to take their life. So I think we started embracing each other a lot more and talking to one another and asking genuinely, how do you feel? Not, you know, the typical answer that gives, I'm okay, I'm fine. I'm like, no, like, how do you feel about everything's going on? Like, what's been on your mind? What's been stressing you out? I think we've gotten a lot closer after that situation. And I honestly give Stanford the utmost respect and for being able to play after that, because I can't imagine how hard, you know, it was for them emotionally on top of performing at the highest level on the biggest stage. Um, so I give them, you know, the utmost respect for not it did affect them but not for them to use their platform and say we're going to stand together and make a change like enough is enough when is enough enough yeah so I think you know we're all as athletes coming together and speaking up more about our stories because I see all over social media there's a lot more athletes talking about their mental health struggles and a lot of people are relating to it not even being an athlete so I think at the end of the day, with us speaking up, a lot more people can relate to us. And it's like, it's okay not to feel okay. It's okay to feel what you're going through, but just know you're not alone. You're loved, you're, you're cared for, and there are people in your corner that you don't know. You just, you need to see past all what you're going through, which is very hard to do. Yeah, uh, this spring uh, for CU football, and I'm talking to one of their players, Daniel Arias, um, who you know, he told me, he told me that, hey, you know, this last winter, I went and uh, started seeing a, um, a mental health professional and, you know, he meets with uh, this person, I think once a week or, or, you know, whatever it is, it's regular. And uh, he talked about, he openly talked about how much that's really helped him focus. He had a great spring uh, in spring football. And uh, he talked about how that's really helped him. Uh, I, I think stories like that, peanut, you know, help, like you mentioned, they help people, you know, get the point that, Hey, it's okay. If I go talk to somebody that that may actually help me out. Yeah, I think it's just the stigma around it, um, just a stigma around especially seeking professional help because a lot of people believe they can do it on their own. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't do it by yourself. There's a lot of help out there that you need to take it upon yourself to reach out. You know, it's uncomfortable. It is because you're like, damn, I need to tell my story to somebody, but I'm not comfortable. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about it and releasing a lot what you're holding in, it will benefit you and you'll feel a lot better, but you can't 
do it. And you can't say that until you do it. Um, you know, it's just an opportunity. It's just another resource out there for people. And there's a lot more resources out there, but it's upon the person. Like when we talked, when we talked and said, when you do interviews, it's upon the athlete to open up and be vulnerable. Yeah. Also upon the person to go seek help for themselves. You know, we, everyone can say what they want to say, their inputs and check up, but it's upon the person to go check, to go seek professional help for themselves. And, and obviously there's, there's mental health professionals that are out there, right? Um, there's people that are trained to do this. Uh, and that's where maybe people struggle with, you know, I don't want to go see somebody because, you know, they don't want to open up or, you know, maybe that's an admission that there's something wrong with their brain, you know, which um, there's not, you know, there's, there's just things going on. I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, you know, you mentioned how among your teammates, um, you guys were, you would try to be more like, Hey, how are you really doing? Um, so we, there's mental health professionals, but how important is it just to open up to somebody, even if it's not a professional, but have someone close to you that you can just go talk to. And maybe it's not a pro, uh, but it's somebody that you can just open up to. Um, for me, it means a lot. Cause it means that I have someone I can confide in, um, someone I trust. It's someone I can release a lot of what's going on inside me out and allowing myself to feel how I want to feel rather than keeping it all in. But you know, if so, if you have that somebody that you can talk to about anything, you should be able to go to them and talk about your mental health because if they really do care about you, they're gonna care. They would want to care about your mental well-being rather than what you're doing in life because you can easily um, hide what you're feeling. Everyone can easily hide their internal feelings. It's just you need that one person to like talk about it. It doesn't even have to be fresh professional. So. If you can have that one person you can talk to, it can go a long way for that person's life. And they wouldn't, they don't, they probably wouldn't know the impact they have just sitting there and listening. But that, I think that's important that people need to do is start listening to other people, like genuinely listen, not just sit there and like, okay, like listen to them and, you know, be there for them because they're yeah. open up to you because they trust you and they care for you. So they expect you to reciprocate the same. Yeah. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here because I, I don't know the answer to this, but uh, I mean, you, you went through a lot in your career, right? I mean, a lot of injuries, uh, ups and downs, things like that. And like all athletes, you go through those times where, uh, especially early in your career, where you're not the dominant player that you were in high school the year earlier. Right. And maybe you're not uh, scoring as much, not, and I'm not talking about just you peanut, but like a lot of players go through that. Um, have you had the opportunity to um, sit down with professionals and kind of pour your heart out a little bit? Yeah, I have been, I have had seen, seek professional help. Um, I've went to the athletic one that they provided. I've gone to um, resources outside of sports. Um, you know, it was good for me because I needed someone I didn't know to pour how I'm feeling. So there's no biased feelings towards me, if that makes sense. I don't want like someone who I know if I open up to them, I don't want them to change their perception on me because of what I really feel. So I went to go seek help all four years. And I could say it helped me a lot throughout my four years. Cause without having those people that helped me at the professional level, I don't think I'll be able to make it out my senior year. If I'm being quite honest, I, I don't think I would have made it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we're talking about a little bit about CU, but like how much do you feel like that area has improved at CU from the time you've been there? I think it's improved a lot. And I think a lot of athletes are utilizing the resources a lot more um it's just i don't think athletes realize they have that resource until they're at their breaking point mm -hmm. 
And um, I'm glad that a lot of athletes are going in before they hit their breaking point because we all hit breaking points at some point. But it's good to hit it before it happens because you don't know what's going to happen when you hit your breaking point. So, you know, I think CU has done a great job in promoting mental health. I think they need to continue promoting mental health because at the end of the day, if you really, truly care about us, you'll care about our mental well-being rather than being a product of your success. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, I mean, mental health, you know, you're obviously, you know, much younger than I am. And so, you know, my generation of uh, athlete growing up, I mean, we didn't ever talk about that. I mean, mental health was not a thing. Um, so I do think that it's that the, the stigma is going away a little bit, um, you know, with this, with your generation, really, because uh, it is openly talked about. And uh, there's, you know, famous athletes, you know, Kevin Love, and uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others, but, you know, a lot of them that have, you know, been open about it, and they've talked about it. And uh, I think it's a good thing to see that, you know, it's more openly talked about and more accepted. Yeah. And I think, I think one of my biggest, when I was growing up, cause I was struggling all my life with mental health as an athlete, when I saw Michael Phelps open up about mental health during the Olympics, that commercial he had, it was like a huge awe moment for me. I was like, wait a minute, it's okay for me not to be okay. Like, I don't have to put up a front. I don't have to have all these walls built up to be the tough guy. You know, and I think that for me, that was like a huge like moment of realization. Um, but, you know, I think at the pro, especially at the pro level, they're they're slowly opening up about mental health. But once they use their platform and advocate for it, like for real, I think it's going to make a huge change, not even in sports, but in the world in general, because they are huge. They are role models that not only athletes look up to regular people like people at the end of the day look up to them. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously it goes way beyond athletics. I mean, as we're seeing in the world uh, in the last couple of weeks, I mean, just some tragic events, uh, you know, some mass shootings uh, in, in Texas and, you know, Buffalo and, uh, you know, all over the place. And it, it, it's just sad. Uh, and they're young people, right? A lot of them are young people. The one in Texas was an 18 year old. So I guess, you know, what would your message be uh, to, to young people, not even just athletes? I mean, you, you were an athlete and, and it applies to athletes, but um, to the college kid, you know, the high school kid, I mean, what would your message be to those that are, that are going through things? I would say it's okay not to be okay. Like what you're going through, you probably are so suffocated by your own thoughts and battles. You don't realize that there, you're not alone in the process, but you feel alone because you're so consumed by your thoughts. But there are people out there in your corner who love you, who care about you, who value you, and who are going to be there for you. But you're, I would say like the biggest thing, it's, it's okay not to be okay. Like you yeah. can have your bad days. You can have your worst days. You can have days where you don't even want to be here. But at the end of the day, it's okay to feel how you're feeling. No one should ever invalidate how you feel about yourself. No one should ever do that. Yeah. Um, and so if you're if your acceptance of not being OK, I think that's a step for you in your mental health journey. Um, when you're in denial of being like struggling with mental health, I think that's when it gets worse for you. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But you're you're putting on a facade for how long can you put on a facade for? You can't kill yourself slowly every day trying to make yourself perfect for everybody else. You need to make yourself perfect for yourself. Yeah. And, and I think a, a big part as well is because I do think, you know, people are always going to struggle with seeking help. But I think the other part is the rest of us, uh, you know, those that 
might think we're okay or whatever. Just anybody pay attention to those around you. Right. I mean, you mentioned talking to your teammates and saying, no, really, how are you? You know, how are you actually doing? And I think it's on um, society in general. Um, make sure you're asking people how they're doing. Right. Um, if you're doing great mentally, that's awesome. Now go see, be in tune with other people around you. Right. Um, yeah. I would, yeah. Going off what you say, don't be so like when you are good mentally, don't be so, what is that word? I don't want to sound wrong. Don't be like so consumed in your own well-being. Also spread it out to others, spread yeah. your positivity, your optimism out to others. Cause who knows the person next to you might need some of it. It might need it every day. And that's okay. Like that you, they won't even like, you wouldn't even know your own impact on people until they tell you. So I always say like, be kind to one another. Cause you don't know the battles they're facing. No one knows the battles you're facing. So just be kind, spread kindness, spread love, spread positivity. Cause who knows? I might brighten up someone's day. That might help them not take their own life that day. You just yeah. don't know what people's stories are. Enjoy your own positivity, but spread some around. Yeah. Enjoy your own, but spread it around. Continue to grow in yourself. Continue to love yourself, but also spread a little bit here and there and sprinkle it on other people because they might need it too. And they yeah. don't know how to love themselves. They don't know how to, you know, like I said, like love themselves or see themselves who they are. They just sometimes need a reminder from other people. Well, and I think the last couple of years have reminded all of us that, uh, you know, we need to help each other out. Right. And yeah. be kind to each other. And, you know, it goes way beyond athletics, but I think that there is a bigger stigma. I don't know about bigger, but I think there is a big stigma sometimes in athletics <laughs> and, and that's how we, we know you. Right. And, that that's what I do. You know, I, people know me because of athletics, people know you because of athletics, but it goes beyond that. And, you know, I think the bigger message is just be kind to people and, you know, be in tune to, you know, people's minds and their thoughts. Yeah. Just be in tune, be kind. And it's okay not to feel okay. Like a lot of people, when you hit that moment though, I know for myself at one point, I was like, damn, is it really okay not to be okay? Like I have such a heavy responsibility to do for this team but is it okay for me not to be okay although i have to carry out, sorry <laughs> although i have to carry out all these roles all these responsibilities i need for the team but then i think that's where my team came like you good and i'm like no and a lot of my teammates did check up on me because i think I, I struggled a lot mentally throughout um college basketball so they always checked up and they're like no are you really good and then that's when i open up and just having open conversation so yeah yeah having good dogs helps too yeah, having having <laughs> I had a puppy. She was a good. She was good <laughs> this past year mentally. She, every home I came home, she was just happy. I'm like, yes. yeah, everyone's happy to see me. <laughs> one one last question for you, um, because we're talking a lot about uh, taking that step and going to see somebody and going to talk to somebody. But um, do you have do you remember any moments where after you did talk to somebody where it was very relieving and you know yeah. you kind of walked out of an office or. You know, yep. you were able to walk through a day and say, wow, I feel great. I mean, I am so happy. It's almost every time. It Actually, <laughs> it is every time because I don't know. I remember my very first visit, though, at CU with one of the um, psychologists. I walked out and I felt like a champ. I felt like I was on top of the world. No one can stop me because that's what was stopping me is what I felt in here. Yeah. It was never anybody telling me I can't do it. It was myself saying I can't do it. And to, like, talk about things I can't talk about with other people like so openly it was like a breath of fresh air i'm not gonna lie it was like the greatest feeling in my life yeah like, dang. <laughs> and it's like every time i visit them it's just like wow 
it just feels good. It feels good to release a lot of the bad that you're holding in to somebody who can, you know, professionally guide you and help you learn healthy coping mechanism, which is very important, is learning those health, healthy coping mechanisms. Because you can easily go down a bad road of like um, to cope with what you're going through. But, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate for therapy and seeking professional help because it helped me, but everyone's unique. They can seek what they want to, but um, just going and talking to a professional about what you're going through and they know how to help you will go a long way for you if you're comfortable doing it. Yeah. I, I think there's so many examples of that. Daniel Arias, like I said, you know, uh, talked to me about how much he's benefited from that. You've benefited from it. So many athletes have Michael Phelps, Kevin Love, you know, lots of people have. And so, um, peanut really appreciate it. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, doing this and you know, I wish you a lot of luck as you go on to Cal and, you know, right. take on that new experience. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to see you. I see you. I'm like, Brian, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see. I don't even know the schedule. I'm hoping you guys uh, are hope, coming to Boulder. I hope we come to Boulder. I want to come back one this more be- time. This better not be the year that, that CU plays Cal once and it's only in Berkeley. That's why I don't understand. It's always the Bays, Washingtons, or the Arizonas we play once. And I'm like, yeah. who be the, be who we played once last year? Be the Arizonas because we played them twice. Please. I want yeah. I want the Bays to come to to. Older. I might die though from the elevation. <laughs> I know you won't be used to it. No, I told Chris have an oxygen tank ready for me on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna help the bus. So you're gonna play like 12 minutes that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gasping for air. That's right. Well, I look forward to seeing you in Boulder, hopefully, and uh I wish you a lot of luck. And uh, you know, again, you've been one of my favorite people to cover over the recent years. And uh, you know, I, I just wish you so much luck at Cal with your master's program and uh can't wait to see what you do as uh, you continue advocating for mental health and as you go on to your your career. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was a great pleasure. And, you know, these past four years have been great with you. So thank you so much for telling people my story and letting them know who I am. You bet. Well, it's been fun. And that'll do it for this edition of the Buff Zone podcast. And we'll be back at some point. Uh, you know, I don't know when because it's summer and we don't do them regularly, but we'll be back at some point to talk more Buffs, football, basketball and, uh, and anything else. So that'll do it for this edition. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.